What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yeah. If people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know. <laughs> What is going on, everyone? Welcome back. This is the Out of Office Podcast. Hope you're having a great start to your day. You might be just rolling out of bed or, you know, it might be later in the day. It might even be later in the week if you're not a real fan. Um, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, what's going on, Josh? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's Sunday at almost 10 p.m. So thanks for uh, for Dylan recording late. Uh, but yeah, no complaints, man. It was a good weekend. It was a, a be- beautiful Seattle weekend. I think you were up in Seattle too, yeah. right? Uh, and got to enjoy the weather also, hopefully. Yeah, a little bit. It was, uh, it was nice, not too hot. Wasn't, you know, 110 degrees or anything like that, which was you know definitely ideal. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, yeah. no better place than Seattle when it's the summertime. It's like the best place in the country. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's it's fantastic. You know, hopefully we don't get any wildfire smoke uh, to ruin it, knock on wood. I'm hearing that it's going to get bad this summer, hence, like, or because of, you know, the fucking 110 degree yeah. weather and stuff doesn't help it a ton. Um, but, uh, yeah, outside of that, like, it's it's the best place in the world, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Man, the wildfires last year were so bad. And it was, like, so smoky that you shouldn't oh, even go man. outside. <laughs> like hazardous dude i i feel like it's gonna be like that again man like it's just super hot across the west coast and i feel like i was reading somewhere else that there's already wildfire wildfires excuse me starting to happen um and yeah there's just like continuous reports of like these crazy heat waves i don't know if you saw uh death valley in california Mm -hmm. which is like you know, kind of near Las Vegas or in between, if you're going from SF to Las Vegas, kind of in between there, uh, it's been hitting like 130 <laughs> over Jeez. the last week. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, hopefully it won't be bad, but I have a feeling it's going to be bad this year, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's madness. There's actually a race. This is uh, it's kind of going on a tangent already, but um, <laughs> there's a race. It's called like ultra marathoning where people run like, you know, like 60 plus miles in a race and it'll take like multiple days. Some of the races are like 120 miles and they actually have a race that goes through there during the summer where people are doing ultra marathons through it. It's like the hardest race in the world. That sounds, sounds really, really dangerous. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's crazy dangerous. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, look up the videos. I, I don't know if it's bad water, what it's called or, um, the name of it, but it is a crazy crazy race you have to be a, a psycho to do it basically because you're running for multiple days straight too and they will just run not stop and like their feet will be broken and they'll just keep running still yeah i mean to run 120 miles right or even anything above a marathon i feel like is is pretty crazy right any of those ultra marathons but to be running it in that type of heat mm-hmm. uh seems quite dangerous and i feel like you have to be really really careful about you know your water consumption uh 
how you're treating your body because like that is like serious risk of of death uh, yeah. i guess hence the name death valley but crazy man yeah and you'll see like there's like a video of a guy and he's eating a pizza while he's running like a large pizza because he's burning so many calories and he trained himself to be able to run and not get like cramps while he eats it's crazy. and and just eats and just eating a large pizza while he goes yeah man you gotta what read the book and everyone should read this book it's an amazing book uh, called can't hurt me by david goggins mm. and that's a book that might change your life oh yeah dude i've been meaning to to read that you've been uh listen to it though. sorry for a while yeah listen, listen to, to it. it on audible because it's great because he he narrates it with a um or he doesn't narrate it um so the guy who actually narrates it wrote a book on him years before and it's called mm-hmm. um, Life as like a Navy SEAL or like 30 Days, Living with a Navy SEAL for 30 Days or whatever. And so he wrote that book years before and he learned about him because they came, became friends. Um, he learned about like his story and stuff like that and then helped him like write the book and then he narrates the book and then in between chapters they take like a pause and they basically do like a podcast and he'll give you like additional details of the moment and like uh, how it affected him etc that's just not in the book so definitely recommend Mm. listening to it crazy life crazy story yeah man i'll have to to check it out and i was gonna ask a question about it but i I won't give any spoilers Uh, i'll save my questions for later (laughs) yeah check it out man oh man it just makes you feel like you can do anything when you listen to that book Mm. Uh, does it have you wanting to run a 120 mile yeah i started running after i was listening to it (laughs) I was like, oh no, no way, bitch really? today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if my feet are broken. <laughs> Jeez, crazy. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Oh, but man. um Yeah, man. How was your how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Any funny stories? Oh, I'm trying to think if there was any funny stories. Uh no, I think uh I think as we had talked about last week, I have uh someone uh, a friend moving in to my place jason actually at the end of this week and so have been spending a ton of time kind of getting ready uh and so i did a lot of that on saturday uh just kind of cleaning up stuff moving stuff out of the, the downstairs bedroom rearranging storage uh so a lot of like house chores and stuff like that uh julie and i kind of hung out a little bit on saturday we went to this new place called i think it's called tapster in south lake union where you can like do your own pours or self-serving pours of beers and stuff so basically you like give them your credit card they give you a little rfid card back and then you can go and put it up to any like tap you want and then you just pour it yourself yeah uh, and so that was a bit nifty uh, a bit pricey i'll say like they're making their dollar so i'm like good for you they're making a good chunk of change i feel like the the beers there were i feel like at least 10 12 dollars um, <laughs> and so quite a bit more expensive than just a beer and it's like you have to do it yourself but you know i get it it's like a nifty trendy idea uh yeah. pay twice as much and do the work yourself uh, but it was it was fun um and then today uh which is sunday it's julie's mom's birthday so we're down in olympia and okay i uh, got to spend time with some of her family and then did a neighbor dinner tonight which was fun uh, for nice. some kind of grabbing neighbors or dinner with the, the neighbors in my townhouse cul-de-sac. I don't know what you want to call it, but a little townhouse complex, you know. How many neighbors do you have? Or how many neighbors oh, man, did you I go have... with? <laughs> That's a weird question. How many neighbors oh, do you have? It was... 
<laughs> I'll answer both of them. I feel like there's like maybe 10 or 12 units, uh, maybe closer to 10. Uh, and then it was three units got together. Um, so it was fun. You guys got beef with the other units? <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, it's funny. Well, it was uh, dinner with, I feel like a lot of people that recently uh, purchased and we're all kind of similar in age. I think we're okay. all uniquely similar in age relative to like the other, the other people living in the, the area. Uh, and so, yeah, it just kind of worked out, you know? Oh, okay. Do you guys just like talk at the garage and then it gradually buds into a friendship? Yeah, I think that's how it went. I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, some small talk first, exchange phone numbers, just step by step, man, step by step. Nice. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it is weird making friends as an adult, though. It's such a, I don't know, it's just a, a fascinating experience sometimes. Yeah. Damn, that's good, man. Very, you're an outgoing guy. I'm like total the opposite. Like if I had a neighbor and they were like friendly to me, I'd be like, man, look at this freaking weirdo. What you <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I'm glad we're not neighbors. Well, we were neighbors last year too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that'd be different I'm, I'm though. Glad. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But dang, that's, that's cool. So if you're neighbors with Dylan, don't say what's up. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I bet I, I probably should change that though or else I'll never have any, uh, make any friends in California. <laughs> But I'm like so focused on other things that I'm like, ah, maybe eventually I'll have time for that. But right now I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know. But I don't really need that many friends. I have you, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. We're going to see each other or not tomorrow, but I guess it's today. Well, whatever. <laughs> we're we're going to see each other. <laughs> Dylan and I are going to see each other in person uh, yeah. tomorrow. We're going to go grab some beers with some friends. And so be the first time in a minute, man, it'll be good. Dude, yeah, it's it's weird, and I'm gonna you know, after this, I'll probably be gone until like November, which will be weird, because I'll feel like I actually moved because yeah. I've come back almost every weekend for like the past month. <laughs> yeah, you have been here uh, quite a bit. every two weeks. Yeah, every two weeks. I've been here. <laughs> every two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Damn, I, it's weird. I wonder if I'll get homesick. Cause I hadn't felt homesick at all since I've been down there, but you know, it's only been two weeks or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder uh I wonder if you will get homesick. Maybe homesick over certain things. Uh yeah, taco time, that sells. <laughs> I was about to say, what's the food what's the food you're missing? I mean, your area has a lot better food. California in general. Uh, the uh dude. metropolitan areas are yeah. I, I did not realize that that was a thing. Like when I moved down there. I thought the food yeah. might be like just as good or a little better because I was like, Oh, so yeah, that's pretty good food. Literally every single place that we've ordered or been to has been like, I don't think I could get this anywhere in Seattle. I'm just like, whoa, this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I mean, I don't know if it's a hot take. I actually think Seattle has one of the, I mean, we have a vibrant food scene, right? Like we are a, yeah. a, a, a pretty big city, uh, you know, depending on how you define big. But when it comes to food, I do feel like Seattle's lacking a little bit. You know, there's a lot of restaurants and stuff, but I feel like the quality per dollar, especially here, like is not great. I feel like there's a lot of restaurants. It's always like pretty expensive, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, worth the money. They don't necessarily. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But in other cities, like I feel like they take their food game a bit more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's surprising. I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Like Seattle. Like every Italian place that I've been to in uh, 
Orange County and also any place with just noodles in general, it's always been handmade. Like it's always handmade, yeah. like pasta or noodles and stuff like that. And that alone always just, you know, bumps up the food as it's a bit fresher. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. When are you visiting? Visit me in, Dude, uh, in September would be a good month. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're gonna figure it out. We're going to try to time it for the wildfires, man. I think that's what we're going to try to do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when, when, when do we think the wildfires are coming? So uh, well, hopefully short notice Might be in a bad place. Okay. As soon as we see that move. Wildfires in Southern California, too. <laughs> oh, is there? Are you, are, do you Southern California get hit pretty hard, too, like during the August time yeah. frame, September-ish? Yeah. Oh, bummer, yeah. man. Yeah. And there's like no rain, so it just just lasts. (laughs) Yeah, it just sits there. There's nothing to clear it. At least Seattle will rain, hopefully, you know, at some point it kind of clears away. But yeah, I see. Yeah, dude, last year it really transitioned us into like fall. Like really hard because it lasted. It was like two weeks straight of just like you can't go outside. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Al Gore was right, man. Yeah. Probably should have taken him a little bit more seriously. Yeah, that's also great segue. Uh, did you watch the Conor McGregor fight? Dude, I did. That shit yeah. was crazy. How did you what feel are your about thoughts? It? I I watched it on silent because I was at a wedding. Um, but we all at the table, we all turned it on right when it came on, and it was very anticlimactic how it ended. Oh man, I mean when he went down i was like man he just went down kind of weird at that end of the round you know yeah and then it was just fascinating to see their replay and it just became so clear where he knew he broke it and he was just like i want to cover and not lose you know from the from the kick yeah um but can you explain to me like did he lose uh like by knockout basically then like is it a true win for for dustin Uh, yeah it counts as a win tko um technical knockout um, yeah, it's a weird one, though. Um, if it's an eye poke or something like that, because an eye poke is an illegal move, um, mm-hmm. then it'll be ruled like a no contest if it's an accident. But if it was like a purposeful eye poke, then it would be the other guy would win. But just because it's an injury, it just ca- counts as like a technical knockout, especially because if you check someone's kick, like when someone throws a leg kick, and checking a kick is basically where you turn your shin towards their shin. And so your shin mm-hmm. is really hard. And so when someone's kicking you with a leg kick, they're trying to kick your calf. And um, what happens because their blood has nowhere else to go, it gets really swollen and then it feels like you just have a cramp in your calf. And so to prevent Mm -hmm. that and get people to not throw leg kicks, you'll turn your shin into their shin. And a lot of times people will break their leg um, that are kicking at the person whose shin um, is turned. Do do you think that's what happened with McGregor, that he fractured it or you know, started to crack it a little bit at the start around and then it kind of fully gave way. Or do you think, you know, it wasn't because of the check and it was just all of that. Yeah. You know, Um, that that last hit. I don't know. I'd have to know by what's like more advantageous for Conor McGregor to say. Cause I was talking to my brother and my brother thinks that he did hurt it because after um, Dustin had checked one of those kicks, Conor like slowed down a lot. And that's where he got like taken mm-hmm. down and stuff like that. So he's wondering if he had heard it there. But Connor's saying that um, he didn't check anything. It wasn't that. He just like stepped back on it weird. And I think that's more so because if he did check it, like a lot of people will think, oh, well, that was like a defensive move and 
he like won that exchange yeah, by his sure. defense, and so that's more of a win. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, it's just really. But Connor says, yeah, no, it's just a freak accident, basically. So, um, he sold the fight literally immediately after that with like a extremely fucked up leg, which was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was down there for a while too. I was surprised at uh, how long they had him down there to get the splint on and and hauled away. The what did you think of the Joe Rogan interview? Ah, oh, that was great. <laughs> Yeah, his so foot was great, like man. hanging off though. It was like pretty gruesome. I don't know if you've seen the picture of it. Oh yeah, I saw it. It was yeah. it was rough. Yeah, yeah. I didn't when he first got dropped though. I thought um I thought he got dropped by like a punch. I didn't realize that he had fucked up his leg. Yeah, me too. I thought he got dropped by a punch. Yeah, yeah. And then when he and then you know I feel like up. we all probably noticed that this the same time when he was just like yo my leg because I think the ref was just like yo get up man rounds over yeah. he's like bro. My leg, uh, yeah. and that's that's when I realized, and I literally had the reaction of like, just started pacing around the living room, like, oh my god, it's so gross. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, oh man, that was that was crazy. That the thing, the funny thing though, is there's so much irony in that whole situation. Mm-hmm. As if you watched McGregor's interview beforehand when he was talking to I think like Stephen A. Smith, he was saying um, Dustin's gonna end up on a stretcher. Um, what do you call it? First one to like, uh, you know, shoot is like a, a little bitch. And then also I, I take heads off. I don't like, you know, submit people or whatever. I don't even count those as wins. And yet at the beginning he was trying to put a guillotine on Dustin to choke him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he almost got it too. I thought he got a little close. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin was just defending by like grabbing his other hand. Cause you need like both hands to really yeah. lock it in. Yeah, that's a bold move. That pro- McGregor probably should not have done that. He's not like that good on the ground. Yeah, he's actually sure. pretty horrible. Like that's like a major flaw of his game. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it a good fight. It was an interesting fight and one that uh, generated a lot of storylines. Oh, uh, maybe oh, yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's it's almost better how it turned out. Like it's uh, it's going to be an even bigger fight now because everyone feels like oh. That, it didn't really, you know, there was no real conclusion to it. Oh, do you think there'll be a number four? Oh, yeah. They were already talking about it. Like Dustin oh, said, this wow. isn't do- over, whether it's in the cage or the parking lot. <laughs> um, and then uh, McGregor said, you know, this isn't over yet. Dustin, he was talking shit with the Joe Rogan interview. Oh, dude, I don't know why. I thought McGregor was a lot older. Yeah, so they'll definitely fight again. They're only 32, yeah. both of them. Yep, highest paid athlete in the world. Isn't that crazy? McGregor? Yeah. I mean... He's he, lost most of his he last sells himself. fights. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, for sure. But he, I mean, he, I feel like the, you know, UFC and boxing is such a sport of like, how do you sell yourself in some... I mean, you have to be good at this sport, obviously, but... I feel like a really key component of like how do you sell yourself and yeah McGregor and Mayweather are both like the best at selling it you know yeah definitely yeah I I feel like I've realized that a lot too because there's so many people now that are super talented that's a stand out you have there has to be something like different or like special about you if you're not like the first person to do it if you're the first person to do it you're pretty much good to go but if you're not then you have to find a way to differentiate yourself and things like Conor McGregor does is a great way to gain eyes like look at jake paul as well um he does the same so you know basically what i'm saying is maybe i might start going a little crazy (laughs) publicity for the youtube (laughs) 
and the podcast. Dylan start calling out podcasts, yeah. big podcast on TMZ. Oh yeah, fuck impulsive, dude. That's the Logan. Do we, we'll, balls podcast, huh? Do will we be the first uh, to be the the pod versus pod fight, a two on two match? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta pick out someone we can beat up though. I don't wanna go you for don't anyone. Wanna, yeah. tougher. Never mind the impulsive, have to, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to carry me, Dylan. You're the you're the fighter of us too. Uh yeah. Does Oprah have a podcast? Yeah. We'll beef with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Too good, man. Oh man. Too good. Man, what else happened this week? Did you see uh, Richard Branson went into space? <laughs> Billionaires in space, bro. <laughs> yeah, he just did it just so he could beat Jeff Bezos. I, I count that as a dub. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Like I'm like, yeah. Uh, I respect him more. Where he's like, Nah, I'm, I'm gonna get there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck you, Jeff. Nice try, Jeff. <laughs> I wonder how early he did it in advance of how when he should have done it. I wonder how much riskier it was that he like moved up. I know. I mean, that's a good point, right? Like, this is a uh, that is adding risk. <laughs> oh, yeah. This isn't. Oh, I'm just gonna catch an earlier flight. This is. Yeah, I'm just gonna go into space a little bit earlier than I wanted to. And you have to take into account weather and all this other stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the thing is, though, some people are saying that where Branson goes isn't like technically space. It's on like the tip of earth and space where Jeff Bezos will actually be going to space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. That's something I didn't realize till after he landed. And then I started reading more about it where I thought he was like going to chill in space for a little bit. I didn't know he was just going 50 miles up and then right back down, which is still like pretty amazing. I don't know why I thought he was going to be like, chilling in space for a little bit of time <laughs> just in a like but, astronaut suit just, floating around yeah no really though i mean maybe that's stupid of me it probably is but that's really what i thought <laughs> oh man that's hilarious <laughs> nah, i don't think so <laughs> yeah just going um, in and out and then jeff's gonna go up there i guess for richard branson's thing you'll be able to it's like give me a commercial thing um where you can pay 250 $250,000 to do it. While Jeff Bezos' thing, I don't believe it's going to be commercial. And there's actually another person that's paying like $25 million to do it with him. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Was Jeff Bezos the one who's also going to bring like a teacher or someone, you know, who doesn't have millions of dollars? Or is that Branson? Uh, no, I, I know he's bringing his brother. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, yeah, fascinating. It looks like 600 customers have purchased that 250000 for the Virgin mm-hmm. Galactic flight, Richard Branson's thing, to go up. Yeah. Interesting. The interesting thing about Jeff Bezos, too, and a lot of, like, billionaires, is a lot of them act like they were, like, super self-made. Like, uh, Jeff Bezos will, like, you know, talk about how, like, he was, you know, down to the last dollars in his pocket and stuff like that, whereas his family is, like, the largest landowner in texas <laughs> oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah that's it's pretty much been like wiped from the internet at this point though but um a long time ago um there was there was there's been articles about it and it was like a known thing i'm, I'm sure you could probably find it um but that's fascinating 
yeah, Texas is, you know, pretty big state. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, Bezos was, like, a Princeton guy and a Wall Street guy, right? Yeah. Uh, but I did not know that about him. Fascinating. Not to say that he didn't do pretty pretty well. I think he, yeah, still did pretty pretty crazy well compared to everyone else. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah there's a lot of people that probably have those separate resources that don't you know, achieve what he did, but it definitely helps to have a little booster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what a do you little think safety is... net when... Oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just no, saying, was what do you think finished. is more impressive? Somebody that, like, comes from, like, nothing and then becomes, you know, worth maybe, like, a million dollars or someone who's, like, wealthy, like, come from, like, a rich family that's, like, worth multi-millions, um, but then they become, like, a billionaire. What's more impressive? Which one is more impressive? Like in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Uh, Just in general. What, in what, what do you think? What would you be like, wow, that's like an impressive person? Yeah, well, it's like why I was asking what country, because I think U.S. for all of its flaws like does have some social mobility where mm-hmm. like other places in the world there's like literally no social mobility. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter that much, like how smart you are or whatever. So that's what I was kind of mm-hmm. wondering. Um, and for those areas, like, of course, it's like way more impressive, I feel like, to go from zero to a mil. I feel yeah. like even in the U.S., it's I would find it almost more impressive if you have no money and you become a. Uh, actually, I don't know. It's a hard one, man. I'm kind of split, but maybe the zero to a million. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the zero to a million and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so first like just having like purely nothing like if you're like you know living going hungry and stuff like that and it's just like you're not seeing anybody around you have any success and the only people you have to look at is like people on tv and stuff like that just having like the belief in yourself and like finding mm-hmm. a way to believe in yourself that you can achieve these things so that somehow you're going to be different when everything in your reality doesn't seem like that um, is a lot more impressive and it's just like you're starting from like literally zero and so you're like building mm-hmm. everything up from basically nothing. Whereas somebody that, you know, has like multi-millions or whatever, it's still like super impressive as there's plenty of people that will just squander that and do like nothing with it. But yeah. you have to think, one, they have probably a lot more connections. Two, they don't have the stress of just like going to nothing um, as much mm-hmm. um, as they have that cushion. Um, and then three like their life probably you know they've probably been a little bit more prepared for these sorts of things like you know going to the certain schools you know getting the certain jobs um etc so they definitely have like a big head start not say it's not impressive because it is but i'm thinking like zero starting at zero and then coming up is like a bit more impressive to me because i feel like the starting point is just so much lower um that i almost if the person who started at zero i guess here here (laughs) I guess the biggest thing I would say is the person that started at zero, if they had if they had their same life, but then they got like a million dollars to start at, I think they might even end up doing better than the person that made the billions. Like yeah, no, I, I get what you mean completely, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of, have you seen that one movie with Eddie Murphy? I think it's called Trading Places. It's a bit older. Probably. Yeah, where he's uh, uh, basically these rich guys switch eddie murphy who at the time was like a beggar and Mm -hmm. they made a bet to see you know hey can we turn this beggar into 
like someone who can make millions and work on Wall Street and stuff yeah. um, by just framing his and changing his environment around him, you know, and the tools mm-hmm. and resources he had, uh, which is kind of like oftentimes when you're born, you don't, you know, control the environment you're in or the resources you have. Yeah. And uh, fascinating movie. It's quite old. I think it's like an 80s movie, but it's very good. Yeah. And that's like a that's a crazy thing, too, because just where someone is born, it's like drastically changes their life forever. Just like yeah, who they're around. Sure. Like they could be in a very bad home environment and then it just shapes them into like the person they are. And it's like they just never had a chance. It's crazy. We're lucky. We got lucky. I mean, yeah, like it's it's crazy to think always that, you know, I feel like we won the lottery, right? When yeah. it comes to uh, where we were born and the opportunities we were given. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways, we were we were kind of, we hit the lottery on it, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's why it's, yeah, it's For always sure. crazy when um, you think about how many people are kind of just squandering that. Like, I feel like if you're not working towards, you know, um, a dream of yours in one way or another, and you have, if you, if you have a dream, like some people, they just, you know, they just want to do like one certain thing. They're like kind of cool to just mm-hmm. want to enjoy life or whatever. But I feel like if you have a dream and you're not working towards it because either you're too scared, you're afraid of failure or, you know, whatever reason it might be, you just feel like you don't have the time I, when, you know, you're still going out, hanging out with friends, you know, watching like movies and stuff like that, relaxing, et cetera. Um, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. wild that people kind of just squander it and just, uh, you know, accept that, um, they're just not going to do it because of whatever reasons or give themselves excuses. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, life goes by so fast all the time too. And you're really, it's always weird to think about, but I think about it, you know, not in a morbid way, but semi-frequently like, you know, I got one shot at this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta, I, I don't believe in reincarnation or anything like that. Like, yeah, damn, I have like one good shot at this. So you got to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. You really have to. And you kind of just got to go for it like that. That definitely took me like a while to do um, for things um, like for sure, because it was always it was like more so thinking about what other people might think or, you know, what if I like fail and everyone sees it and that sort of thing. And so that that helped me back. Definitely. So Mm -hmm. I would hope that if anyone's listening and they're feeling like a little held back or giving themselves an excuse of why they're not you know, doing something that they do like and do enjoy. Um, you know, just go for it. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> I guess like a, a big thing is when I was younger, um, I used to always think that people were always caring what I'm doing and watching me. So I like, really didn't want to get embarrassed or anything like that. And mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I have realized and I thought of just like, if someone does something embarrassing, like I don't care, like when that happens, like maybe I'll care for like three seconds and think it's funny, but like people aren't thinking about you and everything that you're doing at all times of the day. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, Dylan did something embarrassing," yeah. and then three months later, "Oh man, still so yeah. laughing at it." <laughs> yeah, no. And if really they are, like, much. those people suck, right? Like, they're oh, yeah. losers. So, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> they're definitely losers. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's weird, dude. Like one, you know, and I almost hesitate to say because I feel like the pandemic has been such a like uh, tragedy, right? But mm-hmm. I do feel like one you know, semi-silver lining is that it's forcing a lot of people to like reevaluate what they do. And I feel like, especially among like our peer group. And when I say peer group, like millennials ish, uh, where a lot of us have been like working at home, 
uh, grinding pretty hard with like mm-hmm. little, very little social interaction and like really taking a pause and saying like, damn, is this what I want to do? Right. Uh, yeah. and is this, especially I, I oftentimes think it's like, is this how I want to be spending my twenties? Uh, yeah. you know, and I do feel like that's just one, you know, maybe small positive that's coming up pandemic. Like a lot of people really taking a harder look at, you know, what they do. Um, and if they enjoy it and if they really mm-hmm. want to do it, cause I feel like getting locked inside for a year and a half has really forced us to, to think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like a hundred percent agree. Like, I don't know, even know if I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. if It wasn't for the pandemic. Thank you. COVID. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing, took it a step, <laughs> step farther. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, man. It's 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 wild, and I the the thing I would say to people like the most is, um, I feel like people always will think of something and be like, okay, I want to do this, um, and I'm definitely guilty of this as well. But I'm just like, I don't know how I would do it. And the good news for you is this is the best time for figuring out those things because there's something called the internet, and if you search long enough, I guarantee whatever you are looking for, <laughs> literally anything, you will eventually find it. Or at least find the pieces and like kind of wrap them together. So that's like a horrible excuse. Yeah. I don't know where to where to start at this point because you can you can figure it out. Oh, dude! Like the internet is another piece where we hit the lottery, right? I feel like yeah. being born in this time, you know, even with a lot of the home construction projects I've been doing over the last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's crazy. I think if this was 40, 50 years ago, I couldn't do any of this stuff. Like yeah. for me to have to go learn something. I have to go like find, you know, someone that installs floors, ask them, can you teach me how to install floors? But I'm not going to pay you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> to even learn basic stuff like that. Uh, like the internet has just opened up so many doors. Oh yeah, for sure. The internet is very clutch. <laughs> very clutch it's clutch. It's very clutch. It's like literally at the palm of your hands. Anything you want to know, you can know. For sure. Wow. For it's sure. Like a superpower. Man, imagine you could rule the world if you had the internet back in the day and you were the only person. <laughs> Just invent oh, <yeah>. all kinds <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Is it, yeah. Dude. Uh, I'm excited to see what the next little bit of time holds, too. I feel like we're such, so early, too, in the information yeah. age. Yeah. The crazy thing is if you went back in time, like far enough back, if you just had a tank, you could probably <laughs> rule the world with just one tank. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like you take out just one tire armies, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, well that was a tangent, <laughs> dude. This is second week in a row, man. We got a good tangent going on. I'm talking about how good the internet is, and people are probably listening. Like, yes, Joshua, the internet was was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, <It's> pretty sick, <laughs> listeners, man. the internet is good. It's good. Oh man. Yeah, the internet is good. It's like you can get all this information. Um, I guess one crazy story, and I don't know, did it happen this week or was this last week and we missed it? Like Haiti's president got assassinated, which is really crazy. Dude, it is crazy. And it happened this week. That's how quick we the weeks are going by. I feel like it was on a Monday or Tuesday, so we're almost up to a, a week now. But okay. uh, yeah, Haiti's president, People, a, a group of people came in, right? And they basically... Um, shot him and then his wife, uh, he died, but his, his wife did survive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's a fascinating story. Like prayers out to Haiti, man. They're really going through it. It's like, you know, I don't know if chaos is the right word, but I feel like it is chaos. I mean, they've asked, they've asked the U.S. government for like assistance to to help keep peace, and so I feel like that's uh, you know, pretty chaotic in itself. Yeah. Do you think the U.S. will go over there? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, I guess uh, they were saying that they're gonna send some like FBI and Homeland senior officials over there. They're probably already there right now mm-hmm. in kind of the capital. Um, and so my guess would be that they're over there. But like troops on the ground, I don't know if they would. Uh, I don't know if you saw. We also ended the war in Afghanistan like this week, or I think it was last week, mm-hmm. maybe at this point now. Uh, and Absolutely. so I don't know if that like makes it a little bit more difficult. I know, dude, like 20 years later, it's crazy. Jeez. Uh, thanks. That makes George. it a little bit more difficult, but what do you think? Yeah. Do you think they, uh, they send, they send troops in? Uh, no, cause it's, I don't think it, there's, I don't think Haiti has any natural resources that we'd want. It would it would have to be like a strategic play if we wanted to put like a military base or something there, but I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah yeah so now yeah man uh, i hope they're uh i hope everything like lands well there or they're able to kind of figure it out but it doesn't look great right now um i mean there's also just like a ton of confusion about who's even supposed to lead the country because i was yeah. reading they have like a couple constitutions one's written in like french one's written in uh creole and like there's just a mass confusion, like legitimate mass confusion over like mm-hmm. who should even be leading right now. It's not, you know, Trump saying, oh, uh, you know, I won the election. It was a fraud. Like there's like legitimate confusion. And so uh, that's wild. That's something. how, you know, the country is just not being ran well, just in general. Like yeah. you didn't even think one person down the line. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, they've uh, they've been going through it for a while. And yeah. It's weird too. I was reading up, there was an earthquake. And then even like thinking back a couple hundred years ago, I didn't know that uh, they were actually a slave colony of like the French. And then Mm -hmm. there was a revolt. uh, And then so they kicked the French out, which was like, you know, uh, a great thing. And they were doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the US, because we still had slavery at that point, basically like, I'm about to use the word shunned. Uh, which is a terrible word uh, to use like in this context, but I can't think of the other words. They basically like, shunned Haiti. And we're like, we're not going to trade with you. Uh, and then the French also did the same because they're like, fuck you guys, right? Uh, yeah. And so basically they were like isolated for a super long period of time, which is basically, you know, what has led them to the the scenario that they're in now. And then the earthquake obviously happened too, which just like worsened things. Um, it's sad. It's a pretty sad story. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I actually saw like a photo and it was like of a woman who was like the first woman or the first like kid to like desegregate a state in terms of like going to class with like, uh, you know, someone of a different race and stuff like that. And then it was like, and guess how old she is? 62. <laughs> it was like, oh. Is she really 62? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not that long ago. Didn't happen that long ago. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. What do you think we get past when Obama got elected? Man, 
I'm yeah, so man. confused. What? <laughs> it's still around. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's how so many people acted once uh, after the George Floyd thing. It was like, oh, racism is real. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But uh, speaking, I guess, of race, uh, when do you, what do you think would it take to, to end like racism? Is trans racism is that is that the next step? Because there was, uh, I guess, there was someone in in uh, Britain um, who identifies as non-binary, and they basically said that they um, identified as Korean because they were really into like K-pop and BTS, and so they got a surgery to kind of like pull back their face and point their eyes, and now they say they identify as a Korean. Jeez, I don't even know how to feel about that. Uh, Is that how we end racism? You know, the, <laughs> I don't think that's how races. we. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how we end racism. You know, a very very small part of me, uh, the Korean part of me, is proud, uh, just because it's like, wow, you know, K-pop has really been killing it that much. We got white people yeah. <laughs> doing surgery to make themselves look Korean. Like their campaign to have K-pop take over the world has been just so successful. So. You know, yeah. Shout out to my Koreans because that's 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 great. Uh, but, you know, I think this is taking a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's just like, all right, come on. <laughs> this is this is a bit much now. We're now we're saying, you know, I'm a different race. Like I can just change my race every day if I wanted to. Like I'm Korean Dylan today. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. Have you heard or read? Like, I feel like after this pod, I'm going to go on Twitter now and see what people are saying try to get a vibe but are people supportive or are people like well this isn't the move yeah some people say like race is isn't a social construct so it's uh there's no race anyway so it doesn't matter but i'm just like you know there's cultures and stuff like that and you know you can't tell people are different races (laughs) we're we're one race still we're the human race obviously we can tell people are from different you know places in the world and things like that um yeah it's uh yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, I guess like technically in terms of like how people are different races, it's not as big of a difference to say you're like a different race because, you know, you're just, I guess, changing colors. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or I guess like body parts. But I guess what at what point do we do people have to like modify their selves themselves? Like, I don't know, bleach their skin if it was like someone who's like, I'm going to be white now or, you know, darken their skin if they're like, I'm going to be black now. Is that? what it takes do you just have to like change your skin tone or is it just i feel like i'm i'm a black man i mean i feel like uh dude i don't know it's it's a <laughs> fascinating and it's always weird because you see it come up every once in a while there mm-hmm. was the guy that uh identified as filipino a couple of years ago and then obviously there was a rachel goes all how do you yeah. say yeah what was that like five years ago now? So I feel like these stories pop mm-hmm. up every once in a while, but you got uh, Sean King now. <laughs> Sean King. Yeah. His is a little bit more uh, exploitative. Uh, yeah. I feel like he's less identified. He identifies with money. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is the vibe I get from him, but yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, man. It's what a way to spend your money though. Yeah. Watch us get canceled for this in 10 years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> there is a chance. Uh, it's just like uh, I wonder how I wonder how Koreans feel about it. 
Yeah, I feel like most people so. weren't super hyped about it. Because <laughs> it's like almost, it almost feels like a mockery. It's like, oh, I'm just going to change my eyes and now I'm not Korean. Because that's also like, yeah. some people might take as racist as well. Um, I mean, yeah, rightfully so. Uh, yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, the person who did it's obviously crazy. Like, let's be honest, they are a crazy person. Um I mean, yeah, like that's, I mean, those are all like really intense surgeries too, right? Like it's quite dangerous yeah. to, to manipulate your face like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just very bold to just go out and be like, yep, this makes sense. But there are some people, yeah, that are celebrating it. So, you know, that's next. I, I am very curious if, uh, he is a war in Korean. Because I will be annoyed, you know. I don't speak Korean. <laughs> yeah, but just saying, like, <laughs> if you if you're gonna ch- do do at least learn Korean first and the then culture. You know, see if you're really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. So easier ways to immerse yourself in culture. Maybe just learn the language first. But he, they may know Korean, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Yeah, I guess if we like change our races, though, right? maybe it kills racism because then no one will be like, hey. Don't assume my race anymore. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> you don't know what I am. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if it becomes, like, a thing or not. Um, but, who knows? <laughs> wild times. <laughs> it is wild times, man. It is wild times. Yeah. But um, hopefully we're all alive to you know see it with the Delta variant coming, dude, up on the move. It seems like uh, it's getting a lot of coverage right now, and I think Tokyo just said that they're banning all. Maybe not just said it may have been a week or two ago now, but they said there's not going to be any spectators there uh, mm. because of like the the Delta variant threat um it's also weird from like an economic picture because i guess mm-hmm. tokyo or the i don't know if it's tokyo citizens or japanese citizens have to like pay for all the refunds for the spectators and mm. when you like win the olympics to host when, when to host the olympics the reason why countries are so excited about it well it's like you know really cool to say you're hosting the olympics but then you typically get like this giant financial benefit right because mm-hmm. you like have all of these people flying in and stuff. And I guess yeah. for Tokyo, like they're not going to make any money. They're saying like they may make, you know, $20 on it. Yeah. <laughs> like the entire shit. Lose a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Like they almost may even lose money, which is, uh, which is, which is crazy to think. But yeah, the Delta variant, man, it's picking back up. Yeah. It's hard to always tell though, because they've talked about a bunch of different variants and whatnot. And I feel like the news cycle is kind of slow. Um, for them mm-hmm. since um, Trumpito left. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll have to see if this becomes a thing. But that would, code first started, it was kind of like, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. They always talk about these, you know, viruses and stuff like that. But I think for the next, like, at least like three, three years or something like that, anytime any type of virus comes out, it's going to be concerning. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And we're already going to have to get our, our booster shots. I, I think Pfizer asked the FDA or petitioned, I don't know the right term, but they basically said they're suggesting for people to get a, a third booster shot. 
I think here in the fall or winter time frame. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it is going to be one where we just kind of continuously have to get little boosters for eventually morph into like some annual shot. Mm. Do you think it's, uh, that was intentional by them just so they can make more money? Cause they're making <laughs> I mean, crazy amounts of money on this. I, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're not bummed about the the extra dollars they'll receive. It seems like kind of consistent that you have to get, you know, an annual shot for stuff, uh, like for the flu, for example. But so I, if I'm basing off of that, I feel like it's it's needed. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm sure all of the vaccine manufacturers are pretty psyched about, you know, for each shot, shot equals yeah. you know <laughs> more dollars. Yeah. The thing is, though, about the booster shot, I think if it has side effects, then a lot of people are going to skip out on it. Because I know, like, multiple people that had, like, not the best side effects. Like, I know one person who was feeling pretty much sick for, like, a full week, super dizzy. Um, I know another person who basically got, like, almost, like, whooping whooping cough and just couldn't stop coughing um, for, like, a week. Um. Yeah, and I just I just know tons of people that have just had horrible reactions to it. Not to say the majority of people haven't been that bad that I've met, but I just know a lot of people. It's not like, oh, it's just totally fine for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, like if if assuming we do have to take a third burst booster shot, a fourth booster shot, six, you know, maybe the timeline people will figure out what's the timeline of the cadence of which we take those additional ones. Like for sure, the uptake is going to be lower. I feel like on each oh, each yeah. single one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be less and less people getting it. Yeah, and so are we just screwed at that point, or you know what's going to happen? But hopefully, it's not too big of a deal. Hopefully, we kind of get this under control, and it goes away. It honestly just seems like this thing is going to be around literally forever, and we just have to hope that it doesn't get too crazy. Yeah, and it never you know mutates in a super super bad way um but yeah yeah it's uh it's it's interesting i'm just reading sorry this this clip i was going to read up a little bit on the covid news uh tucker carlson uh called a biden vaccine proposal the greatest scandal in my lifetime interesting uh, just you see they're gonna go headlines <laughs> yeah that's what you really you have to do nowadays to be seen <laughs> Yeah. Do you see they're going to try to go door to door, I guess? All right. That's a little weird, but um, that's going to be an issue. Because the people that don't want to get it, if you show up at their door, that's literally like reaffirming the things that they think. Just like, I don't think it's going to make people not want to do it more. Like, Jesus, the government's now coming to my home, stalking me, trying to get me vaccinated. There's going to be so many World Star videos of them yelling at the vaccination people. Yeah, I was about to say, some of those small towns out in the country, I wouldn't be knocking on doors offering vaccines. I don't know who's signing up for that job. Uh, That wouldn't be me. Yeah, I mean, if somebody doesn't want to get a vaccine, like, you know, I get the argument about people that are at a higher risk, like, because they can't get a vaccine or whatever, so you want other people to get vaccinated. But if we're just living in reality, the people that aren't going to get it are not going to get it. Like, there's no way to convince all of them. It's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. And so, if you are at risk or you know someone that's at risk, you kind of just have to kind of work within that world as it's not going to change. Like, that's just the reality. Um, hopefully, more people get vaccinated, of course, but 
total compliance is just not possible with humans and especially not in America. Maybe in China because yeah. they'll just force everyone to do it. But in the United States, yeah, not going to happen. And if they did force people to do it, then that's like people are going to take up arms and crazy stuff. Um, yeah. So what they got to do is money, man. At the end of the day, yeah. like that's the one thing I feel like almost universally people respond to start writing some checks or do more of the lottery stuff uh, and more yeah. type of those programs. Yeah, I don't think they're writing the checks. I don't think they get give people enough money. Well, twelve hundred dollars, I'd do it. Actually, I feel like most people. I already, I'm already vaccinated. I'd be pissed if they started giving people money now. <laughs> I mean, those unvaccinated people, like if you offered them a thousand, I feel like it would sway. I mean, it's probably way too much. A hundred dollars, I feel like would sway a lot of people. To be honest, yeah. Or they'd just be like double down. They still have those double downers though. Like I feel like it would sway probably fifty percent. Another 50% yeah. would either have like enough money where it doesn't matter or they would be like, <gasps> the government, I knew it. They're, they're Now they're trying to pay us. Like it all seems yeah. like, what they're doing with the door to door stuff is it just makes it worse for people that don't want to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do agree. I, I don't think it's a good idea to go door to door, but hopefully it works yeah. out for whoever has to do that. Seems like a and bad you idea. put the people. Yeah, you have to put the you put people at risk that are the people knocking on the doors because that's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be some bad stuff that comes out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, any uh, any any updates with your biking? No, man. I still uh, uh I'm trying to finish up this house stuff and then. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to biking soon. I'm running a marathon in September, so I'm also trying to like oh, shit. get more prepared for that. Uh I need to up my mileage and lose a little weight, I think. <laughs> I need nice. to stop eating so much candy and drinking too much beer. Uh, <laughs> so I need to I need to probably lose like five or ten and then start to run uh, a bit more. Oh, wow. Damn, that's dope, dude. You're doing a whole marathon. What kind of mileage do you have to do per day to get up to like the ability to do that. Well, I've been, I feel like I've been running maybe 15, 20 miles a week over the last okay. couple months. So it's been like, I feel like my mileage is over a week basis is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being able to run that much in like a single day is like what will be a bit more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been going on long runs right now, like six or seven miles. And I think, in a month, we'll try to be do a half, maybe once a week, and then okay. gradually like add a bit more miles until September is kind of the idea or my little my little training plan. I've also done like remarkably little research. Like I, I should probably look into <laughs> a little bit more. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my cousin is doing it with me, and he was like telling me all this stuff of like what you should and shouldn't do. I was just like, bro, mm-hmm. I literally knew none of this. Like these are all oh, very man. helpful to know. <laughs> are you going to win it? Trying to win the marathon? I'm trying to finish is my goal. <laughs> uh, if I could finish in under four hours from a time perspective, like I would be really happy with four hours. But if it's fucking six hours, that's cool with me. Like <laughs> as long as I finish. Wait, so that's damn. How many how many hours of running? Or how many miles is it? Twenty six. Yeah, it's twenty six. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's so it's so auto running, man. The, it's just going to be this the second half. Like the first half, I'm not too concerned about. 
But that second half will be a will be a bummer. My legs will be pretty uh beaten up. Damn. When we did those big loops, how many miles was that? Was that like twenty something or was that forty? Uh like the the biggest loop we went on was I think like thirty five or yeah, thirty five. It was over twenty. Yeah, it was over twenty. Fuck, I can't imagine running that or even running half of that or a third of that or one fourth of it or one eighth. <laughs> I'm not a runner though, but damn, I respect. That's dope. Yeah, it will be a, I think a, a one timer. I don't think I'm going to be someone that uh, falls in love with. I, I love running. Like running is probably my favorite. Ah, I do love play, playing basketball too. Maybe basketball is my favorite activity and then running second. Um, But yeah, those super long distances. I think this will probably just be a check it off the bucket list and then get back to my like little five mile runs and just cruise there. Nice. Hopefully you don't uh, get injured because it sounds like something that happened to you. (laughs) That is also something I'm very nervous about, like running that much with being mindful about stretching and nutrition and all that stuff. Recovery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah. Ice your shins. Don't get shin splints. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know any shit about running. I don't know why I started listening <laughs> off things you're doing. <laughs> you trying to coach so, me doing? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's one thing. People that have never done certain things when they try to like coach you on something, it's always, I like, I'll listen to anyone because someone might have like just some random like good idea. But sometimes yeah. I'm just like, you really have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like, like, why am I, I why are you giving need... me advice? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, it's getting pretty late now, so I think we can turn this thing off, I guess. I don't know. That's a, a thing for ending a podcast, but power off. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, great talking to you as always, and I'll see you today. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you, Dylan. Thanks, everyone, for listening.